Yeah, yeah, let's go. It's time to get it started. Let's talk about it. Hello, Giants fans. Welcome back to another episode of Giants in Front of Me's reaction to last night's game. Well, I can't say I'm surprised. I said it in my previous episode, previewing the matchup that we were going to lose somewhere in the 30 to 15 range. And it was what, 30 to 12? And so I'm not surprised. Look, at the beginning of this season, I predicted the Giants to have an 11 and 6 record, and I'm sticking to it. I figured we start the season at 1 and 2, and that's what we've done. No surprises there as well. So as we continue in this season, I'm not losing hope. Nothing that happened last night surprised me. We are not ready to compete on the levels of the Eagles, the 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC. Every other team is up for grabs in the NFC. And I think we can compete with the AFC, but those games are coming up. And so I'm not worried about last night. Granted, there were things last night that could have been better. There are things last night that could have looked better. Some things that are self-imposed by our own lack of fundamentals. Now, one thing I want to point out is the disparity on third downs. Third down conversions, we didn't convert enough. And we had the Niners where we wanted them. Twice, third and 11, third and 12, third and 15. And we let them convert those on screen passes. Are you kidding me? On screen passes, third and 15, third and 11, third and 12? They dominated the time of possession. I think it was close to 40 minutes to 20 minutes. No way are we going to win that game. If we're going to win that game, we needed to dominate the time of possession. And so as I looked at the official time of possession, it was 39, 10 to 25. We needed to be on that end. But we couldn't run. We couldn't run. And so they were 9 of 16 on third down, but converted big ones, third and 15, third and 12 or 11. We were only 3 of 12. Danny Dimes did not play well. I'm a Danny Dimes fan. I'm not unrealistic about his expectations. I'm not sure if he's a long-term solution, but I saw enough that he deserves these next two years with more talent around him. But let's call it like it is. He didn't play well. He overthrew receivers, Waller in particular, but that doesn't make the game. That Those two bad throws are not the reason why we lost this game. We lost this game collectively, the whole team. I saw a stat going around Twitter that this was the most pressured he was, more pressured than even against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, granted, we didn't see him that way on TV, but the numbers don't lie. PFF pointed this out. We were, Danny is constantly under pressure. Long passes cannot develop under that. But that's to be expected when you're playing a great front seven like the 49ers, like the Dallas Cowboys. So third downs were an issue. Time of possession were an issue. And it made me laugh yesterday because, look, I still have hope for the rest of this season. It's only three games. And for me, we started as I expected, one and two. But this is where I laughed yesterday. Danny Dives has four interceptions. Three of them have been off the receiver's hands. Twice to Barkley, once to Walt. The ball is tipped up 
and their defender is there to get the interception. On our side, we tip the ball up. The ball's up in the air for minutes, it seems like, and yet they catch the ball. It's like we're not getting the breaks, but these things tend to balance themselves out going forward in the season. Look for the breaks to go our way. Hopefully, they will go our way. Now, I saw another stat. The 49ers had how many yards total passing? They had 310, of which about 250 were yak yardage. Can we learn how to tackle? This is why next year, forget the risk of injuries. The starting offense, they need to play at least four quarters out of the 12 in preseason. Four quarters. Because, man, we look like we're still in training camp. Missing tackles? People can't tackle. It was so frustrating, all the missed tackles. If we would tackle better, this game would be better. And look, part of the reason, and this is on Danny, that he overthrows sometimes is because, yes, he's under pressure. But when he's under pressure, one thing I notice is he zips that ball in faster. Look, if you're under pressure, doesn't mean you have to throw it harder. It just means you have to release it quicker. Well, put some touch on that. He overthrew Darian Waller, who is six foot five and can jump out of the moon, and he still overthrew him. Plus, it was a little tad behind him. We can't blame that on Waller. Now, the other one, Warner needs to catch that, hit him right in the hands, and he dropped it. So it is what it is. This team is still learning how to play under pressure, under duress. I still think we're one season away, one more draft away from being perhaps being able to compete with the higher echelon teams. That being said, I haven't given up on this season. We're one and two, just like I expected. So Danny, just because you're under pressure, you don't have to throw it harder. You just have to release it quicker with more touch. Now the game plan. Let me talk about the game plan. Look, I know they dominated in time of possession, but only 11 runs? It was only a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. It was only a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. It was like 20 to 12. And so we needed to continue to run the ball some way, somehow. Look, somebody on Twitter said that, look, it seemed like the game plan was vanilla because the coaches know that we are going to win this game. And look, I don't think the coaches think that way. There's no way. They're trying to win every single game because on any given matchup, you can perhaps win a game. And so they were just playing with what they had. We had two backup offensive linemen. Hopefully for Seattle, we get Thomas and Bredesen back with John Michael Smith in the middle, Izudu playing or McKechnie playing right guard. And Neil better play better. Look, there were some blown assignments. There was that one play where Bosa gets his first sack of the year. Who was supposed to block him? Was it our tight end, Bellinger? Or was it Neil? One of them blew the assignment because I know the play. The play was supposed to fake like we're running left. Danny curls out and hits Bellinger. But somebody's got to touch Bosa. Bosa's too quick to think that Danny can outrun him without some sort of blocking. 
And so everything has to be better. The coaching has to be better. The tackling has to be better. We blitz galore. And yet, yes, we got, I think, two sacks. But we weren't getting home. And for the life of me, I don't know why we don't play more man-to-man in third down against Brock Purdy. He was missing shots deep last week. He was off this week. Look, it shows you the difference a good team versus a bad team can make. Purdy didn't play all that great. All those yak yardage is not on him. He missed a lot of throws. He was 25 for 37, 67%. But look, he had 310 yards. But Danny was 22 for 32, 68%, higher percentage. And yet Danny only had 137 yards. Dink and dunk, you say. Well, he doesn't have time to throw deep in our receivers, man. Can we get some yak yardage? I said that in my previous episode. Get some yak yardage. We were going to need it. And we are absent in yak yard. So frustrating. So frustrating. But not going to jump off that cliff. Not yet. I'm a fan for life. I'm a fan for life. And one and two is where I expected us to be. And one and two is where we're at. I predict that we are going to beat Seattle next week. We're home. We have 13 days to plan for this mess. And we are going to come out victorious. I don't think Saquon's going to play, but I don't think we need Saquon necessarily. We needed him last night against a team like the 49ers, no doubt. But I don't think we need him to beat Seattle. Giants fans, how are you feeling after last night? There was so much that could have been done. We could have won that game had we been on top of our game. If the offense would have given Danny enough time, if Danny would have played like he did against the Cardinals, we could have pulled the upset. It was only a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. The defense, even though can't tackle, even though it led up on those 13 and 15 and 13, 11 or 12, whatever it was. Third down conversions. We were still in it. If the offense could have just scored another point, put a little pressure, I'd love to see the Giants playing up seven or up 14. See how things change. There were a couple of injuries that hopefully aren't long-term injuries to Davidson, to Banks, especially Banks. Some speculate he dislocated his shoulder or got a deep uh, bicep contusion. We'll see how that is. Hopefully, Thomas can come back. Hopefully, Aziz can come back. And hopefully, we can be healthier or fully healthy against Seattle come Monday night. Another primetime game. And Danny, as we know, isn't that great in primetime. The team isn't that great. In time, in prime time, we're one and eleven under Danny Dimes in prime time games. So there's much to correct. Dable wasn't pleased after a long flight home in his presser, reading some of the quotes on Twitter about this team. He was curt. He was short, re-emphasizing that there's much to improve. 
he wasn't deep, if you notice, into the play sheet last night. So does that mean that Kafka got another chance to call the plays? I hope Dable takes over play calling. But what does that mean then for the career of Kafka? Mispronouncing his name right now. I can't remember anybody's names. So Giants fans, it is what it is. We're one and two. Let's move on to Seattle. So many frustrating things. But this team with a little bit more talent around them, a better improved O-line. I can see the future. We're on pace for next year and the year after that to be legit contenders. That being said, I'm not giving up on this season. 11 and 6 was my prediction, and we're still on pace because I had us 1 and 2 after the first two games. Let's go to this week's picks by me and my frenemies. And here are the games we picked. Here are the four games that we picked. We picked Saints at Packers, Chargers at Vikings, Bills at Commanders, and Raiders at Steelers. So here is the standings after two weeks. I was in first place last week, tied with Danny, and I fell. I had a bad week, one in three, but Danny's still in first place at six and two. He picked the Saints, Chargers, Bills, and Raiders. Adam, now in second place, an Eagles fan. Danny's a Jets fan. Adam at five and three picks Packers, Chargers, Bills, and Steelers. Myself, a Giants fan, Ford four, had a one in three week. I'm picking the Packers, the Vikings, the Bills, and the Raiders. Mike, three and five, a Dallas Cowboys fan. I feel bad for Diggs. He has the Packers, Chargers, Bills, and Steelers. Anthony, a Ravens fan. He's at three and five, tied for fourth place. He has the Saints, Chargers, Bills, and Steelers. Abel, a Giants fan. At two and six, another one in three week for him. He has the Packers, Chargers, Bills, and Steelers. Let me give you a little rundown why I made my picks. Packers are playing at home. They had a bad loss last week. I still thinking the Packers are going to win the division. And so if that's going to be the case, they need to start winning these games. The Vikings and the Chargers are both 0-2. I don't see the Vikings losing two games in a row at home. And so I have the Vikings winning. The Bills and Commanders. The Bills are 1-1 one and, one and the Commanders are 2-0. and oh. If the Commanders are legit, they're going to win this game. The Bills, though, are the one with the more pressure. They have the higher expectations. So they should win this game even though they play the Commanders. Should the Commanders win this game, maybe we need to start reevaluating what their season's going to be. And finally, I have the Raiders over the Steelers. I don't trust the Steelers. I don't trust their QB. And the Raiders are at home. Hopefully, they pull it off. But once again, like last week, I was the only one that picked the Jaguars and lost that. I'm the only one picking the Vikings this week. Chargers are all in two. Let's see how it goes. Those are the picks for the weeks. Those are the records of my friends and frenemies. And. Here are my closing thoughts. The Giants are just fine. Yes, there are things to improve on. Yes, we didn't play our best game. It was going to take a near-perfect game with our backups to even win this game. But going into the fourth quarter, it was only a one-score game. Going forward, I think we beat Seattle, and we either beat the Bills or Miami which would then give us a record of 3-3 three three after six tough games. 
or a best case scenario will be four and two after six tough games. Either way, I don't see us less than three and three. And then we get to an easier portion of the schedule where we face the commanders, the Patriots, the Raiders, the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Then we can do some cooking. The team will be better gel. Don't give up hope. Don't give up on this team, this coaching staff. Year two is going to be rocky. I keep repeating that. It was disastrous with Schumer, disastrous with Joe Judge. It's not going to go easy sailing with Dable, but they will figure it out and this team will be better. Until next time, Giants fan, enjoy your weekend. You can watch games without the stress of your own team. And let's prepare for Seattle.